morning, afternoon, night. This is We Are Not Prepared, and we are your hosts, Byron and Mark Ivy. And it's time for We Are Not Prepared. Hello, my fellow white blind man. Hello, my my <laughs> senior dark wise man. I don't know how wise I am today. Why? I don't know. It just doesn't feel... So you can, day, wait, you can wake up and feel wise? Some days I just wake up and I feel wise. Other days, I am barely making it out of bed. Well, you're 100 years old. That, that's why. Although I have been exercising. What, what do you do? I have been lifting weights, cardio, and walking. You get a runner's high or a walker's high? I just get high and then I do it, so... So you're back on the wagon! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We have two two guests th- today, don't we? We do. We have W.W. Wendy Wilson. Hello. What's your middle name? Lynn. So I'm a W.L.W. We don't like that. Welcome before. back to 92.1 <laughs> W.L.W. The Sound. That would be awesome. I want my own radio Wendy. station. That would be cool. Welcome. Thank you. So are you nervous about being with us? Nah. That's too bad. Do blind and black people make you nervous? What's going on, Wendy? I hope not. Otherwise, I'm in real trouble in this room, right? You are. You are. You have, like, we have everything. We have blindness here, blackness, whiteness. Now, are you a cross-dresser? Not typically. Okay, dang it. Yeah. Don't knock I'm boring. Try. I'm telling you. I just want to have the whole I gamut yeah. I shouldn't Speaking hang cross- with you fun people. <laughs> Speaking of cross-dressing. Yeah. Leon, the jokester, live in studio today. Wow. Leon, good to have you, brother. And thanks for having me, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Do we have breakfast? <laughs> Do our sponsors get us breakfast yet, Byron? I see we can pay for a videographer, but we don't. We can't get a sponsor to get us a little green room with some... With some little yummies. I need some Reese's That's a good pies. idea. That is, that is a good idea. Food. We need food. Leon, so yes. you're from Tulsa, correct? Yes, sir. What do you do? Uh, right now, I'm retired. Are you? I'm a retired man in Tulsa. You're only like 20 years old. <laughs> I know. That's what they say. So, but, uh, I mean, I had a job at one time, but now I just... Uh, freelance do some comedy here and there and but i'm i'm real I'm real talk like i'm i'm retired uh as of 2016 and so i i go to comedy clubs and you know they don't pay in comedy clubs they don't no they, they, they ain't paying so yeah, yeah he, goes where the, he goes where the real money is <laughs> churches <laughs> you, you can get food in those churches Ch- churches will book me um and and do some shows nonprofits uh, check me out and so Whoever's interested, you know, yeah. but I can't just say, yeah, yeah, I'm making a billion dollars a month, you know. So give me a church joke that you would do. Uh, I'm, can I do, do the one? Oh, oh, do the, the one one? The one we were just talking about. The it, dollar. I don't know what the one is, so I want to Is it okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it okay? Well, let's ha- hold let's on. ask Wendy. Let's ask Wendy. Wendy, is it okay? It is fine with me. She said she had an ear. <laughs> okay, then she's <laughs> definitely in. Okay, so you guys asked for it. So 
I'm going to ask you guys this question, and then I will tell the joke. Um, do you think Jeffrey Dahmer made it into heaven? Mm, well, coin flip, but no. What about you, Byron? Maybe. Wendy? I'm thinking seven levels of purgatory. Okay. He's living it. He's, like, having to go through all those steps. Okay. Well, uh, we already know that— uh, he ate people, he ate people's flesh and whatnot. And so uh, when the police found him dead, uh, they found his favorite scripture in his pocket. And it was, you know, it was that scripture that will define if he really made it into heaven or not. And that scripture is in John 6, verse 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. <laughs> So I think he made it, you guys. Byron, give it up for him. I think he made no. it. I think <laughs> he's really he's like the investigator. Like I don't know. He gave me the Paul Mooney look. Dude, he's, <laughs> he's in the Hall of Fame of serial killers. Like the first one ever to get into heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so I don't know because in America everyone's like, well, I'm mad because he was so, eating people. But okay. then Leon, Leon, yeah. This is what you open up with at churches. Is that not genius? <laughs> Bringing, hey, dude, that's really doing the Lord's work. Bringing Dahmer into the church. I, I mean, mean come uh, on. I mean, think about that. Jeffrey Dahmer needs forgiveness just like everyone knows. So I figured we got to forgive Jeffrey. That, that, is, that speaks right to you, Byron. You said that uh, I, I when we talked about him, I, I forget exactly what I said, but you said that it could— e- you, your mindset is it could easily be you. They could easily be me. So I, true. Jeffrey or the victims? Both. Oh, okay. Actually, both. Actually, I believe that I'm a part of every everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Why? And so, why? I just think that uh, we're all connected. And so there's pieces of me that can be the worst of people and there's pieces of me that can be the best of people. Mm. And I think that rests in all of us. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Wendy. <laughs> no. You just said you could be dumber. <laughs> Newsflash, we're talking about you now. <laughs> so true. That's true. Yeah. So true. Wendy, what do you do for fun? Do you fun? tell jokes at churches? Oh, no. Definitely not. I would be like the worst joke teller ever. Yeah. I, I, I forget punchlines. It's really bad. It's okay. really, really bad. Let me tell you, because I know Wendy, not like biblically new, but I know Wendy. No, we don't know each other that way. <laughs> <laughs> not in God's way. <laughs> we don't know each other in God's way. <laughs> but I do know that uh, Wendy is a great music fan. Hmm. And Funk, from try and, try and zing her oh. on something, Funk, 80s and 90s. Oh, that's going to be probably pretty easy for them to do that you do i know the lyrics once the music starts you do but i don't know that i know everybody who the you know who the artists are or anything okay word up <laughs> you want me to start singing along with <laughs> who, who's who played who did oh word up? my gosh see this is bad i can't remember no. i can't remember up up everybody say yeah i know the song i just don't know who i can't think of the guy who sang it it was a group Okay, the guys. The guys. Who sang it? In sync. Yeah. No, you know definitely wasn't in sync. Mark. I mean, just like your 
eighties, nineties? Not eighties, nineties. I mean, name, rattle some off. Um, well, let me go earlier. So seventies, eighties. So Rick James. That's uh, I mean, really. Some Rick James. <laughs> Rick, yeah. Rick James. Um, I'm Rick James. Cameo. Darkness. Darkness. Cameo. How Did some good stuff. Parliament Funkadelic. Who would not have you? No, I haven't. Are you a friend? George Clinton? George Clinton, yeah. George Clinton. No atomic dog. So tell me your uh, tell me your journey a little bit there. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's get out of that real quick. Yeah, that was a bad topic. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, Lord. I was trying to figure out the music thing. Just I, and I will like. So you play the instrument? Or? Oh no, don't play. I just like to sing the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, my husband's always like. Do you have to sing every freaking song that's ever been on the radio? I was Wendy, like, I'm sorry. Language, language, please. Okay, let's. Is it freaking? <laughs> so, brick house. Let's hear you sing that. She's a brick house. She's my tomate. Just letting it all hang out. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. knows that song. <laughs> 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 you gotta get into that house, though. So. Hell. Uh, <laughs> that's a gated community house. <laughs> she was singing. That's how they sing it in the gated community, right? <laughs> my credit score just went up. <laughs> and that's I didn't do nothing. That's hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you, you another can you one. Can you tell now. how I am right now. I don't know if anybody no. can see that on the radio, but is that a yeah. blind joke? Nah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ouch. That will not be tolerated in here, Wendy. Cut that yeah. out. Cut this it is out. this is the room of tolerance. I'll say it's not feeling very tolerant right <laughs> now, but I'm just saying. Except by Mark. Hey, I just wanted to like <laughs> set a tone that Leon and I will not stand for that type of Mm-mm. stuff. Okay. Now, Leon, have you no been more blind, blind your whole life? No, sir. Uh, 2016, I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. And uh, everybody on my mother's side is completely blind. All my uncles, aunties, grandma, everybody. And so it hit me in 2016. I was working, uh, I put in about 10 years as a case manager, helping people with developmental disabilities. And then uh, when uh, RP hit me, I had to uh, sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Be humble. Yeah, yeah, sit down, Kendrick. So after that (laughs) happened, and then um, I picked up the the mic and I started making people laugh and it's been going well ever since. Was it a way that you kind of dealt with? Because Mark's like an angry person. So is it a <laughs> way for you to deal with your anger, you think, or just losing your sight and the frustration? Or No, no, there hasn't been any anger or uh, frustration. Hear because that, Mark? <laughs> yeah, no, whatsoever, we, Mark. T- by the way, for li- we, we are Team RP. I got RP, too, but evidently Leon seems to be handling it a little better. So yeah. go on, sir. Well, 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 there's only two paths you could take when you are afflicted with a disability. You can either find joy in it or the anger. And so I chose uh, the joy side, and um, I think that's one of the reasons why everything's been opening up for me and— uh, just being able to impact everybody's life with with humor has been working for me. So well, yeah. that's that's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, because I use I use that the joy too to quiet the anger. Because if you don't, the you know the demons yeah. come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's just human. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but you don't have to uh, give in to whatever those emotions are. I like that, but it also leaves room to say that there are a few humans in the world that don't have to go down that pathway. So then that that that's a good balance 
Because some people will, Mark. Some people will be, oh, I'm angry. I'm mad at everybody because this happened to me. And then the other people are like, oh, this is life. Okay, let's let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's now, do have this. Have you always uh, had a sense of humor? Yes, yes, yes. So, since, yes. so you've always been like a jokester. Yes, always, always. It's, How uh, much trouble did you get in in school? Uh, not too much because I was a— uh, uh, I don't know, like a in the closet type of jokester. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna tell you this joke, but after the bell rings, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> meet me outside yeah. before the bus leaves. <laughs> Leon thought the class clown were hacks. He's like, that's not funny. Yeah, you, yeah, you're back there writing the writing the real funny stuff. Well, you gotta you gotta understand, my mother, my biological mother, Pat Pearly. Uh, sometimes she'd beat me like a runaway slave if uh, I got that phone call from a principal. So I stayed on my p's and q's. So you did say. So yeah, I, I didn't stay in the closet. Now, <laughs> do you use joy to keep your demons down, Wendy? Sure. Yeah, of course. What are I your mean, demons? I think everybody is. Oh, I've got demons. Everybody has demons. I mean, I grew up in a really nice family. Nothing really to complain about. But then, you know, I've got depression issues, like a lot of people. And sometimes that rears its ugly head, and you got to really, like, talk yourself out of it. But... um and it makes me mad because I have nothing to be depressed about technically. So, you know, that just gets it worse. Just makes it worse. Because get down that rabbit then you hole. Get guilty because why am I depressed? And <clears throat> yeah, why do I? Yeah, I have no reason to be sad at this moment in time. And um, there's so many people that have so many other issues going on in their lives that are so much more complicated and devastating and all of that kind of thing. And it makes you hate yourself even more because <laughs> because you're um, because you're feeling bad about yourself um, and your situation when you really have nothing to feel bad about. So that's tough. I mean, I've dealt with depression since my early 20s. And um, yeah, every once in a while, it just rears its ugly head and happened a couple of weeks ago. And Byron was part of that process for me. I caused it. <clears throat> no. No, he's a good sounding board, but um, You're yeah. Causing it again right now. <laughs> mine, it's funny. I I actually mine is more anxiety than um, depression, so I just get really anxious about. Like I could be laying in bed and wake up, and just I'm just. And you don't know why. Um, well, I know what, but my head will just start going, and I like can't stop that. Hmm. But there's no you don't know what triggers that. Um, no, no. Yeah, I I relate, and Leon, you might relate to this too. But uh, since I you said something like imposter syndrome, almost where your life you know is is good. You mm -hmm. grew up you're like all these things. Me too. And with vision loss, um, I w obviously knew you as the largest employer of folks who have low vision and blindness. So I get to meet a lot of different blind people with a lot of different stories. And there's stories that immediately are just like, what do you have to be upset about, Mark? Mm. Like, yep. why are you, why yeah. are you? Yeah. And it can, it can be a tool for me to, it can be a tool for me that gets me out of certain funk, but it, it also is like this, like you said, it, it's, it, it makes it sometimes worse. Cause yeah. then you're like, well, what am I, you know? Yeah. 
it's it's a head it's a head trick. Do you ever deal with that, Leon? Well, I think too. I I have to say this. I wasn't born blind, so I maybe I would have went down a different path. But the fact that it happened to me in my thirties, it's almost like by the age of thirty three, you've seen a lot and you've done a lot. So it's almost like. Oh, okay. So now the rest of my life is like being a senior citizen 30 years in advance. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, um, what am I missing out there? You know, the reason why you get frustrated is because you feel like you're missing something. I don't miss car accidents. I don't miss police brutality. I don't miss any of those uh, uh, things that can actually cause me to be in more trouble because of vision impairment. I don't have to worry about that stuff. So I don't know. It's just, you know, I've seen I've seen enough. And and so at 33, when it happened, I'm 39 now, but when it happened at 33, I was just like, okay, it is what it is. We're going to keep pushing forward. So have you experienced uh, police brutality? Um, I've been, I had two uh, situations that, um, that were pretty intense when I was an ORU student. You know, leaving, um, I was a residential counselor helping kids get out of gangs. And I was coming home one night and they pulled me over at uh, 71st and South Lewis, and uh, all I remember them saying was, this is your last warning to get out the car. I was like, what happened to the first warning? <laughs> and so uh, so I get the out. lights went on. That was your first warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so I, I whispered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I, I get out and uh, hands in the air. It's very embarrassing. you 71st and South Lewis. If you're in Tulsa, that's a busy street. Mm -hmm. And he actually told me to get in the front seat. And he asked me, where were you headed? I was like, well, officer, I'm coming from helping kids get out of gangs. And I'm an ORU student. And he didn't really believe that I was a college student. So I said, can I prove by showing you my student ID? But I have to go into my pocket. And I said that about three times to him. He was like, okay, go in your pocket. And I, you know, I pulled it out, showed him, and then it was like his demeanor changed. He said, oh, where are you going? Where are you, what's your major? I said, print journalism. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a story. I'm going to write a story on this guy. Yeah, and now, yeah, now that you know all this guy, yeah. why did you pull me over? Yes. Did you ever, do you know why? Or was there something you were doing to get pulled over? No, 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 no officer. No officer, Mark. <laughs> Mark Cuban in the house, everyone from Dallas. <laughs> Son, do, do you know why I'm stopping you, folks? <laughs> easy, easy colors. So, like, so after that, oh, Jay Z. Um, yeah, yeah. It was basically, uh, he said I was out past the curfew. I didn't know Tulsa had a curfew. I know ORU has a curfew, but so, yeah, um, he let me go. He said, keep up the grades and all that good stuff. And then I went back to. Campus. And then before I left St. Louis to come down here, I was leaving the movie theaters and another cop pulled me over and he said the same thing. He was like, where are you headed? I said, officer, I'm headed home and I leave this weekend to move to Tulsa, Oklahoma. He said, for what? I said, for college. I'm going to ORU. He said, oh, really? And he went back, ran my numbers. Everything was cool. He said, do well in college. And he let me go. So that's my experience. It's just the stereotypes. But I was actually thinking yesterday, oh. I was talking to my daughter about this, that uh, it's kind of funny with stereotypes because, like, the way we set our system up, I, like, if I see a, a group of teenagers that are black mm -hmm. or Hispanic, I we are geared to think that they're doing something Bad. Mm -hmm. And what made me think of this is because my daughter lives at uh, campus at OU. Mm -hmm. 
And so I asked my daughter, I said, do you ever have police over here at the apartments? And she says, no, I've never seen one. <laughs> and I say, it's, you know, isn't that interesting because there we make the assumption that no one is breaking the law. Mm -hmm. But you could have a million crooks in there breaking the law, but we just go on the assumption, well, this is where we're going to have trouble, and this is, and so we just kind of judge people based on these assumptions mm -hmm. we make. Yep. You, you're it's not true. in your head. Yeah, when the, no, it's totally true. I mean, and um, not, not anywhere close to what you had to go through, um, but— you know, I've been pulled over before, not like going two miles over the speed limit. And they literally took my license, did the whole bit. And this was a long time ago when I was in my 20s. So like a lot different circumstances back then. But I was on my way to college. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and the, and the guys, they just wanted to get a better look. I really honestly think that's what it was because he had another partner in the car with them. They were looking at my ID and they were making, you know, you could tell that they were having a conversation. And it just so happened that my perf my the class I was going to was like a family, family and marriage class at um, OSU OKC. And the Oops. guy who was my professor, my teacher at the time, was worked for the police station. And um, he was like a sergeant. And he was like, who, why are you late to my class? And I told him, I was like, I got pulled over. He goes, for what? And I said, two miles over the speed limit. He goes, what? He said, talk to me after class. And so I you know, told him the situation. He goes, did you get the guy's names? And I said, yeah. And he was like, I want those. And he goes, because I know that that was so not necessary. They pulled you over because you were a young, cute girl. They wanted to get a better look, which is so weird because that's so not police brutality in essence. But I made sure I pulled up in a very noticeable place. I had no idea. They said that, you know, they were like, oh, you saw us back there. And I was like, no, they were hiding behind buildings. I mean, it was like very sketchy. Um, and had it not been in the middle of the day, I think I would have been really, really scared. Mm. Um, you know, because you, you just assume when you're younger and a female that, you know, right. number one, you need to protect yourself. But then two, that the police are there to protect you, you know, and... Then you find out later on, you know, as all these stories have been coming out about, you know, people getting, you know, being asked to do things on the side of the road to get out of getting going to jail or getting a ticket or anything like that. Then you're like, dang, that could have been me. Um, so but I just I can't imagine driving down the street and feeling like I was a target all the time. I think that's a scary thought. How about this for a scary thought? I deserved to get pulled over because I rolled a stop sign. It was at night, and the lights flash on. This is my last year of driving. Should not be driving, especially at night. With RP, we don't see at night. That's like the first thing to go. And so I was like, oh, no. And I was to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't unless there was like, like a restaurant or a lit-up entrance, I couldn't tell where to turn in. So I kind of just kept going. I was like, I don't know where to pull over for this guy. <laughs> Luckily, I saw the blinker in front of me in this car pulling neighborhood. So I just followed that car. And then the cop came up and I, he goes, you know, why I stopped you, why, why I stopped you. I was like, the, the stop, um, stop sign. But I couldn't see the cop the entire time. <laughs> and so, like, when he handed my, like, license back in, I had my little dash light. It's just like this, this you know, floating license just came in. I was just like, he doesn't know. 
that <laughs> I cannot see him. <laughs> well, I told you, Mark, uh, earlier today. That's what happened to me. That was <laughs> that was when I said, "Man, I'm done with driving because my RP is getting worse." And I was by Holland Hall High School, and I was like, "Why is the traffic stopped?" And so I went around, and when I went around, I almost killed a cop on accident. And he like, all I remember is looking in the rear view and he threw his arms up in the air. And I just knew he was calling the SWAT team back up, <laughs> FBI, IRS. Did you happened? hit him at all? No, no. It was a close one. What happened after that? Yeah. If, man, if, had I hit him, <laughs> I would be in San Quentin right now. <laughs> True. <laughs> this is I had Hello, to. America. I maybe yep. got away. I Straight know. to jail, man. Straight to, stop, to jail. Stop because our first segment is coming to an end. But I would like to say... I bet no one out there listening now feels safe driving. This has been Byron Jackson and John Candy. <laughs> we'll be back for part two for we are not prepared. Welcome back to we are not 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 pregnant prepared <laughs> we are not pregnant we are definitely not pregnant uh, I, that'd be wild we didn't get to say thank you to wendy who did a very nice job until you booted her out we do love wendy and i did not boot her out she had somewhere to go <laughs> she got her tax return she's going shopping yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's coming. What do you guys do with your tax return? We're back, by the way, with Leon the Jokester. Uh, Leon, he's in Tulsa. Uh, Byron, obviously, Possibilities Inc., which is this studio where I'm with New View and Leon the Jokester and yeah. myself yeah. are going to be trying to make some people laugh at laugh at some blind, <laughs> laugh at us two blind folks for uh, our New View luncheon. You ready? I am ready. We're going to give people permission to laugh at blind people for about 20 to 25 minutes. I don't think we should give them permission. They need to sign a contract. Because I'm still waiting for my 40 canes and a mule. <laughs> That's all a black blind man wants. 40 canes and a mule. Yeah, 40 gummy. canes and a mule. Now that's the American dream. Now when you do, so if you're a blind comedian, I don't know, so I'm asking do you make fun of blind people or people that are sighted or neither? I'll let Leon take this one. Oh, no. Mine is uh, self-deprecating. One thing you can never you can never offend anyone if you're talking about yourself for some odd reason in life. And so I never put the, uh, the flashlight or spotlight on anybody in the crowd, to be honest. It's just this is my life. This is what it is. Put your donations in the bucket. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. That's for me. Like, for instance, mm -hmm. you probably don't care, Leon, but I'll, I was looking at my socks just now during the break, mm -hmm. and I have on different colored socks. Oh. And so I have sight, and I still can't manage to put on a pair of socks that are the same color. Yeah. Uh, two days ago, I had um, my, my T-shirt on backwards it's, for the uh, yeah. whole day. And so, and my wife, 2020 vision, never told me. What's that about? Yeah. Never told me. So I, I'm going around, but uh, I don't, I don't go too many places. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. What do you think about this sock? He can't see it. He can see a little bit. 
Don't don't you tell us what we can and can't see, Byron. <laughs> wow. So you remember the anger part of that? Yeah, yeah, that? it's it's rising it's up. Real, it's real, it? it's, it's manifesting. <laughs> I've never seen a white man that mad. <laughs> this is cutting edge. <laughs> Call Al Sharpton. <laughs> what, what just happened? Oh, uh, we were being funny, and you missed the laugh. I just appeared in a wow. room after like. My jaw's tense. I felt like I got angry for a second. Anyway, sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, we're back. Whew. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and so you you had a blackout. You I, had, I guess. I guess we would call that a whiteout. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't know if I like the temperature oh. in here. White man can't jump. I know. Oh, I, I can get about a phone book high, Leon. Man. That's what we should do. We should do so, a, We should see our verticals on stage. We should. I'll be Wesley Snipes and you. Yeah, you just feed me the ball in the perimeter. You know, I'll drain them. I'll feed you down low, and we'll take some money from people. It's uncommon so, for you to shoot the ball. You you're supposed to give pass it to me. I can I throw I you shoot. some dimes. Yeah, I'll feed you. Come on, John Stockton. Hey, I'll tell you this: if when the cure does come, yeah, let's not tell anyone. And the folks who you know know we're blind, or we can still fake it. That's oh. how we can start hustling folks on the court. They say it's about eight hundred thousand. Four shots in each eye. Well, you you think that's true? I, that- so I've heard. I I heard a, a half a million per injection. So you're saying 800,000 times four? Well, that was at the flea market. You know, flea market, <laughs> they got the best prices. I ain't going to pay full price. Do I look like I have a 401k? I am. I want the discount. Dude, you're retired. You should have a nest egg. Mm. <laughs> what did you spend so, on, Leon? I, the old man over here has just drifted into stories about my – so on basketball – Mm-hmm. So I used to play basketball. Okay. But I was not, it was exercise mostly, but I would play in pickup games all the time. So I was actually doing some work for the Department of Rehabilitation in Arkansas at the university. So I was with the president and I said, Do you have a gym here where I could go play basketball? Mm-hmm. He says, I'll just give you a pass over to our, to our, you know, our rec center. So I go in. There's nine white guys there getting ready to play a game. Mm. I make 10. They start fighting over who gets me because uh. I'm the only black guy yeah. and I'm coming to play basketball. So they split the teams up and I go to this team. We play a game. They're trying to give me away. And so, <laughs> so they, they want you, then you get out there and stink. Wow. Yeah. So you were sold to which team? <laughs> Every black person has played in the NBA before, but since I'm blind, it stands for National Blind Association. There you go. National so I'm in the NBA. NBA. Yeah. Now, do you have children? Uh, one son. His name is Jared Pearly. Jared. How old is Jared? 12. Oh, teenage. Yes, man. About to go into seventh grade, man. So. And you told yeah. you, you mentioned. Am I dreaming that you said you know he won't be? Yeah, he's been tested, man. No RP will ever touch his eyes, so okay. he will be driving yeah. me around. He's my Uber driver, and so I'm excited about that, man. That it skipped over. It skipped over. So that's a true blessing. Yeah. Now you're right because now he can do whatever you want him to do. Yeah. You guys want to play play a game? Uh, Saul. 
Is it is it go out and vote? <laughs> hey, that, that vote that vote passed. Everyone's gonna have to keep getting high illegally. Oh my goodness, man. Which, let's be honest, that's the best way. You know, there's it, nothing fun about doing something sketchy when it's legal. Then it's lame. It is, and I was because since I don't do it anymore, I don't care anymore. Are you gonna play my game or not? Yes, let's play your mm. game. Okay, so you know how like as you get older. You get scars and wrinkles, correct? Mm. Yeah, sure. So I think that each of those scars, if like you touch your scar or you touch a wrinkle, they tell a story because something happened to you to cause. So it made me start feeling myself for scars, not just in general, but feeling around (laughs) for scars on myself. Yeah. So look my, at that scar right across my belly. Okay, you know tell us tell the story of that. We're look tell the story of guards. Guards. <laughs> guards. <laughs> I need a new cell. <laughs> There's a blind man showing his nipples and scar belly. Okay, so what tell, what what's the story with that? What happened? Um it's a it was a double like a double hernia when I was born. Really? Um yeah, a lot of like my intestines were all tangled up and and they had to get in there, and yeah, they told right. told my mom what was going to happen or what the options were, and she said, "What's the second option?" And the doctor said, uh, "Well, the second option is take them home and watch them die." Man, I was like, "Daggum!" Well, you had a double. You've ins- I had one. You've inspired me. Mm. You showed your scar. I'm going to show mine. By the way, that scar is two inches long these oh, days. Yours looks really okay. <laughs> Here's mine. Zach is getting this. Can I feel it? Because I can't see it very okay, well. Okay, here you go. Hey, get it, hold on. Let Leon get a little guards. <laughs> I said guards. There right, we go. There, it's right there. Oh, it's gonna be a soccer player. The... It's gonna be a soccer player. What it type is. of podcast prison is this? I said guards. We said fill the belly. <laughs> you were next, Leon. So, so that guard. No, no. I, my lawyer said I got probation. I ain't next. <laughs> I don't care what your Jamal said. And I definitely don't care about Woody Harrison right here. Oh my goodness, man. I've seen American Me. You can't fool me. Wow. Can I, can, can I tell about my scar? Yeah, yeah, do a double scar yeah. since I'm not showing anything. <laughs> Show them your feet. And this game, this game rules. rules. So mine was so I, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Okay. And so that was when they took my, that scar was when they took my prostate out and they did it with a computer laser. So there wasn't even a person like cutting on me. Is that called micros or like or something? Anyway, sorry, go on. But they just zipped it right out of there. So that was it. So I'm very glad because I don't have cancer anymore. Oh, man. That's a blessing. All right. Your turn, Leon. You don't have to show anything, but. Yeah. Did we make you think of something? Yeah. Um, what's the number? The nine one one. Yeah. Seven five. Seven five. What kind of sick game? White people always want to disappear in the boardroom. Seven five. <laughs> Come on down here. Oh my goodness, man. Let me, let me, let me stand up and show my yeah, scar. We, All right, we got it. <laughs> We get naked in this room, baby. Oh, my goodness, Hey, this is magic Mike in this. Okay, okay. So, my scar, 
is what my black people have gone through for over 400 years. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a... Hey. I'm here to represent. That's my scar, man. The struggle is real. Hey. So your, his scar said Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Massacre. Massacre. Beat that prostate cancer. Man. That so, is true. I just want to say that that was my scar is that I've been able to heal from the years and years of the struggle. The struggle is real. And I'm here. I'm still standing. Like Antoine Fisher said, I'm still standing. I'm still here. And I'm pushing forward. That's my scar. Amen. Uh, Thank I, you very much. Thank you, guys. Blind you know lives that, that was matter. Actually, uh, blind lives matter. Blind, yeah, blind sorry. lives matter. It's pretty interesting on the, on the Black Wall Street just that that was called a riot up until few years Recent. ago, mm-hmm. and they switched it to actually say that it was a massacre because mm-hmm. nobody was fighting back. It was mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it, it happens, man. But I just... I love this, man. I love this dynamic, man. Like, just us being able to come together and be able to share our stories because um, we all have a story. Yeah. You know, and I just believe with all the different things that we've gone through, you know, we got to, you know, be overcomers at all times. You know, I was sharing with Mark, you know, backstage that, you know, I was a junior at Oral Roberts University and I was still on a ninth grade reading math and English level. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. And so, but I wanted to be the first person to graduate uh, out of the family tree. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just really, really like pushed me to study and work hard. I had about seven tutors, but I got through. Wow. And so that's one of my, uh, my biggest things. Maybe my brain was scarred a little bit from uh, childhood trauma, but we pushed through and we made it. So I'm happy, man. Well, I'm I have blessed. a question about yeah. that. So, um, I've had some doctors and other other folks tell me, like my dad included, some like my dad has RP, mm-hmm. didn't hit him till really his his forties, right? Mm-hmm. But when he reflects back on his struggles in school, there there he can pinpoint certain things that other people weren't having problems with, and he would always. It would always just immediately be like, well, you're just on a, a lower reading level. You, you're just it's a it's a, mm-hmm. a, a you know, a, an intelligence thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think you were dealing with RP at some like because it's hard when I when I think back of high school and college, mm-hmm. like I couldn't read textbooks the way other folks could because I was so um, even though I had a lot more sight than I would I would read them. But it, it, it was so took so much energy reading it that I couldn't retain it. Mm. And then and and then mm. I was so against accepting my blindness. I was like, I don't need special audio, you know, text or whatever. People taking notes, so I just hurt myself. But do you think that had anything to do with it? No. But, so you're, uh, you're, you're, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to bail you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, no need to bail out. This is all authentic. <laughs> I love you, Leon. <laughs> nah. No, no, that wasn't it, man. Not that, at wasn't, all. that wasn't it. It's like, but, nope, just but it. it was a good experience, man. It taught me a lot. I remember my senior year in high school. Um, you had to take the proficiency tests, and and I, man, I had to take. I think I took the math like nine times. Um, and so what happened was it got, it was so bad that, you know, the teachers just say everyone else is gone, but Leon, uh, you know, when they used to grade, they would put like the bar against it and then you will see what you, 
you got right and what was wrong. So the teacher was like, okay, I'm going to erase this. Now go back and answer it again. Man, I was there for about four or five hours trying to get at least a 70%. And that's when I knew. I was like, man, something's not right. So after I graduated, um, I took like two years off because I doubted myself. And then someone told me, oh, you can apply to the community college. And I was like, for real? And at that time, I didn't know everybody can Dude, go let, to the community. <laughs> I didn't know that. They'll let Jeffrey Dahmer up in Method there. Method Man and Red Man was there. And so, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. But I did the college thing there and then applied and got into Tulsa. I told my mom, I said, Mom, I'm going to Tulsa. She said, what's that? I said, I don't even know. I'm just leaving St. Louis and I'm going to a place called Tulsa. And, it's, and we've been there ever since. I, I missed yeah. your I missed your re- your Method Red Man. The, what's that movie called where they go to Harvard, right? Yeah, the house. How high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, you almost snuck that one by me. <laughs> when I was in school, uh, had did this, which could you be for the future? Mm-hmm. Guy comes and tells you what your aptitude, aptitude is to do something in the future. Okay. And I remember him pulling me in and saying, "Well, uh, you don't have the you don't have the ability really to go to college, but you really are good with your hands. So look for." career and using your hands. You're going to see a lot of sunsets. <laughs> What's well, so funny? The funny thing with that is I am terrible with my hands. He w- I would have ruined everything being mm. out working with, I mean, don't give me a hammer or any, I mean, that's just not my skill area. Yeah. But, uh, so for a long time, I didn't think that I could go to college. And um, mm. So you took that as truth. That's, that's what stinks, man. When you're a young when you're at that young age, because now when you go through just life experience, like you, I mean, that's a no brainer. Like, what's this dude know? But that's 33 year old Mark. Yeah. If I'm 18 year old Mark, that can literally dictate part of your life. Yeah. Because yeah. of that one stupid conversation of some guy telling you that. Yeah. Well, our time is. Believe it or not, Leon is almost. Why do you uh, always but, do this? We're we're having so much fun. What do you have to do today? <laughs> Pay bills. Seriously, what, what what does Byron do after this? I know about Ra- raise my shirt up and show people my scars. Guards. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it again. Any white person in the hallway with a phone. <laughs> I am. Uh, thank you very much for helping Newview with their. Uh, Fundraiser and well, let's wait uh, to see how it goes. But yeah. okay, well, sorry, it's going to be that, impeccable. It, it, it will be impeccable. <laughs> I just a thousand and you guys will be together. I just hope you guys don't get like shut down. That's mm. the dream. Mm. That would be great if the police arrested you. And then the fundraiser. <laughs> Two can, blind communities get canceled out of lunch. The money to get them out the David L. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lauren gets up at the end. This was a huge mistake, everyone. Um, please do not retract your donations. We will never, ever get off the path again. Yeah. I will tell you, though, Leon, uh-huh. behind your jokes, um, uh, you have a sincerity and a passion uh, that is really. It's a contagious, mm. and so I feel I feel your passion to uh, make a difference, even before your blindness. Just working with young people and gang members, mm-hmm. and so I I heard your story. I wish I could have heard it more, but I have to get rid of 
the white guy. Yeah? <laughs> It'll just be you and I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, for Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, Barack Obama, this has been We Are Not Prepared. Prepared.